This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 159. Today we have on Katrina Siemens from The Deliberate Family, and she is telling us all about her brand new podcast that just launched this month. She is so inspiring, and she talks so much about empowering parents to make crisis focus of their family. And she was on here about, oh, six months ago or so and to talk to us all about marriage. So it's fun to talk with her about something a little bit different. We also, right after that, we get to have our little spoonful of spirit segment and we get to talk to our friend Lindy Shock from Enix Studies and Lindy is talking to us all about Jesus Christ as the well of living water. Always love Lindy and she creates such awesome packets at Enix Studies that she creates for families to supplement Sunday school curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Come Follow Me, home church curriculum. And we have a really awesome coupon code from Lindy. So she, as long as we put in this coupon code, she'll give you 30% off anything in the Enix Study shop. This one is, it's happy 30 exclamation point. So H-A-P-P-Y 30 exclamation point for 30% off anything at the Enix Studies shop. Also... With the heaviest heart, I've been wrestling and wrestling and wrestling with this. This is just a little update for us here. As far as the, how the podcast is going, it has been a, such a struggle for me trying to figure out how to really be a real attentive, focused, intentional mom with my four-year-old, having him home all day without having any other kids here to help entertain him. He's just needing me so much more, and I feel so torn every time that I'm trying to record or trying to work on helping of happiness and not giving him enough time. So we have decided that for the time being, until he starts kindergarten in August, our podcast is going to go from being a weekly episode to going to a monthly episode. And I think this might be just the right balance for us so that I can still do some work because I love working with you and hearing from you and learning from you at Helping of Happiness. But I also have to have my family come first. So that is where we're kind of trying to find this balance. Let's go into a monthly podcast. So I hope that you can be understanding about that. And I would still love to hear ideas that you have of guests or topics that you would like us to cover because we really are here to serve you. And that's what it's all about. We just love you mamas out there listening so much and want to do everything we can to support you in your motherhood because it is really, really hard. So anyway, that is that is that little update, whether it's happy or sad, that is what it is. And that's what we've come to. So without any further ado, I would love for you to get to know Katrina Siemens a little bit better. And then after that, we'll just go right into our spoonful of spirit. Hi, I'm Hillary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to light-filled people and ideas that inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Well, I am super excited to have our friend Katrina Siemens from the Deliberate Family on with us again. It's been six months. Let's just refresh our friends that are listening. Tell me all about you and your family and your circumstances have even changed since we last talked. So let's catch up a bit. 
Sure. Yeah. So my name is Katrina and I am married to my best friend, Ryan, and we have five kids ages 13 down to four. Um, the last time we were talking, we were living in Ohio and we were homeschooling. We had, we homeschooled for seven years. And then this summer, we felt really strongly that it was time to put our kids in a private school in Utah. So we said, okay, and we packed up and we moved across the country and we are now living in Utah and our kids go to a private school that just, I uh, just adore. I love, love, love it. It has been such a good thing for our family. And it has opened up my schedule to be able to build up deliberate family into something more real now and to be more than just an Instagram platform, but now to be something I can actually like tangibly hand to people and say, this is what this is. So it's been a real blessing. Well, I'm so excited about all that you're creating and the content you're putting out. Last time we had you on, you talked to us all about marriage and it's so fun that you cover parenting and marriage is kind of all those different parts of family. And so I'm excited that you have a brand new podcast that is airing today officially. Woo! So excited. <laughs> so, so awesome. So will you tell, tell us a little bit about your podcast? Like what, what's the story behind how it got started and all the things. The podcast. So I, like I said, I was working on Deliberate Family ever since COVID started and I just have felt like I wanted to reach more people. I wanted to be able to reach more families and I love to teach. My background is in teaching. I have an education degree and um, I've always just loved to teach. I've even from the time I was 14, I always wanted to be a motivational speaker and a public speaker. And so that's always been on my list of things that I wanna do someday. And so then when all this has happened with Deliberate Family, I just have felt really, really strongly, I wanna teach more and how do I reach more people? Well, as I was praying for those things, I started running into more and more people who would bring up a podcast or who would um, tell me that they were launching a podcast or how easy it was to launch a podcast. And I was like, huh, I've never thought about podcasting before. <laughs> and so as I thought about it and prayed about it, I thought, yeah, this is really, I think this is inspired because I think that the audience I want to appeal to and the people who want to hear what I have to say are in the podcast world. And I think um, it's parents and especially moms who are on the go. They need just something to listen to as they're doing everything in our busy lives. And so I thought, yeah, this is what I should do. So it, it, the last couple months, I've been really dedicating a lot of my time, especially since my kids are now in school, suddenly my time was available to be able to produce a podcast. And I'm really excited. So today I launched the first three episodes and I've had really good feedback from people already. And I just am super, super excited that it's finally live. <laughs> I love it. And I listened to your early release yesterday and I've already been, I've listened to all three. I finished the last three. one on my walk this morning. So, yep. so great. I'm super excited about all that you're teaching. Let's, let's tell our friends listening, what kinds of things you talk about in your podcast? The goal is to help families come closer to Jesus Christ. That it is a place to empower parents to 
raise their families when, with a focus on Jesus Christ and to build your foundation of your family on Jesus Christ. Um, so it's definitely faith-based and faith-promoting. Um, uh, the things I try to talk about a lot with Deliberate Family is um, building relationships, and that was is within your family as well as within your marriage, within your and with your heavenly Father, um, and with Jesus Christ. Um, and then I also try to talk a lot about being intentional and um, being intentional with your mindset, but also with your actions. And then the last thing is, of course, faith, like building and strengthening faith. And so that when hard things come, that your faith is something you can rely on and that you can fall back on. And one thing that is really like I've wanted to keep in this podcast that's kind of unique, I think, is the variety of people who will be on it. Some episodes will be just me teaching. And then other episodes, I'm going to include my family members. So my second episode uh, on there, my husband and I are discussing a topic and then also inviting guest speakers to come on and either in an interview style or in a discussion style. So in like my third episode um, about home-centered learning, I invited one of my awesome friends to come and discuss because she is just so awesome at being home-centered. She just like thrives around it and she is just so inspiring and I just felt like oh, she needs to be on here with me and she was so gracious and did that with me. We had so much trouble trying to connect to do that, but it 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 worked and it, we pulled it off and I think it was a huge, huge blessing to have her on there with me. So I love that you talk a lot about being light in your family. So yes. do you mind going into that a little bit right now, what it means to you to have a family of light? Because I, that's something that I, I pray for that a lot in my family, that I can be this light to my kids so that they'll have a desire to chase after that light as well. Yeah, for sure. So um, a little background. So a couple months ago, I was really praying and brainstorming, like, what is my message? Like, what really could bless families and what do I have the, the skills that I had and the experiences I have, like what is the message that I can really share? And I really started feeling this message of, we live in a dark world. We live in a very hard time and we live in a place that is so heavy and bombards us with so many things all the time. I mean, you cannot meet a person who does not feel heavy about something right now. And whether that's large or small, and those burdens, they pile up. And sometimes it's easy to um, focus on those burdens and just try to fix it, get into fix it mode and just like nitpick and like, how can I just like solve this? The message that I want to send to people and to keep on repeating and reminding of people, which people already know, is that by focusing on light, we can dispel the darkness that light is truly the only way to make darkness go away um, and the ultimate source of light is jesus christ so when we are um you know we have those heavy things come upon us and things are hard it's really if we can intentionally move our focus from that those dark things and turn it to the things that we know will bring light that then those dark things don't feel so heavy anymore and those dark things can be can almost i mean you can even have clarity to solve some of the things that were burdening you before 
Um, and so this idea of turning your focus to the, your family and to the things that, you know, bring light to your family. And I also kind of thought that um, our children need to know where light can come from. I think that it's important for our kids to have the experiences to think for themselves and to experience and to be in a in a culture of light at home so that when they do go out into the world and they have hard things come up that they're resilient against it that they know the skills to be able to bring light into their minds and their hearts even when everything around them feels really heavy and so some things that we have done in our home to do those kinds of things i mean just as a couple examples is um like the power of music in your home and we often will turn on youtube playlists of um of like spiritual music but also just good uplifting music and then my kids know how to access it and they can turn it on and I can help them recognize, hey, you know what, we're feeling a little down right now. Let's just turn on some music and do something with our bodies or with our minds or um, bring the spirit, invite the spirit back into this environment because something is off right now. Another thing during scripture study, we will follow Come Follow Me, but we, we don't always stick with Come Follow Me. We, we are very firm with our time that we allot for scripture study, but then we just open up the doors for conversation and they know that they can come and talk about anything at that time. And the relationships that are built during that time or the conversations that happen, even if they started in the scriptures, if we move on to something else that needs to be discussed, they know that this is a safe place and that is a source of light right where you can they feel like they are safe to talk about anything and we can have conversations before they are at school or out with friends or whatever and they can be empowered to go and handle the things that are hard in their life i think it's really beautiful that you carve out that time because <laughs> so much for us i feel like if we have a certain amount of reading to get through or just you know this is the lesson sometimes it's a rush through the reading or it's just you're going through the motions you're not really plugging yourself into asking right. questions or thinking about how this relates to you it's just we've got to get through these chapters and let's try to answer these couple of questions that someone else wrote for us and move on I, I love how for you guys it's just a time frame that you and then you just plug in what is the most important for your family in that moment and that is so deliberate what a perfect name the deliberate family to go with that I think that yeah. really stays true to what you're trying to do in your home I think that's really neat right and it's it's really hard I mean it's and obviously we have the days where it's just like oh my gosh we just got to get this done right like it's not going to be ideal every single day but if you remember what your goal is then it's not hard to do. You know what I mean? Like if you remember, if the goal really is just to get through this much reading, then okay, uh, that's my goal. But is that really the most important goal? And then you come into principles like good, better, best, right? You're saying, okay, I have this a lot of amount of time. What am I willing to do with this time? And what do my kids actually need? And um, so, I mean, a huge part of this light versus dark thing as well is revelation. Um, being able to really be in, live in the spirit of revelation 
And um, I'll just put a little sneak peek here. A podcast episode is coming about Revelation because I'm just Yay, feeling I love so, that topic. <laughs> I'm feeling so just enlightened about this right now. I just feel like, especially after conference weekend and everything, I just feel like we need to understand Revelation so much more than we do. And I think that our children can understand Revelation so much more than they can than they do. Um, and that they they have this connection to Heavenly Father at all times and in all things and in all places, right? And um, and if you follow that spirit of revelation, if you follow those little promptings, you'll be able to make the most of the time that you have as a family and empower them to do what they need to do. Right. Personal revelation is one of my favorite, favorite topics. So I'm glad that you're going to be covering that. I was just on a walk with one of my friends yesterday and we were talking about what we had gleaned from General Conference, which is a conference put on by our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we just listened to it this past weekend and we both got totally different themes out of it, which I thought was so interesting. And we were talking about the lessons that we were giving our family afterwards. She had family night, Monday night, and they talked about the first commandment, which is loving God above all else. And we went, I mean, not totally different, but we had anger management class at my house on Monday night. It was all about getting rid of contention, which both of those are becoming more Christ-like, which is, you know, what we both are wanting, but went at it in different ways. And I think it's really beautiful that we can, if we can be in tune, we can find out what our families need right now this week that are tailored to them. So exactly so interesting. I well, and I love that you brought that up that there that it was so different. I mean, for the two of you, because so I, I um, analogy that I often am teaching is that, you know, we're building our homes on this foundation and the foundation is Jesus Christ. The foundation is doesn't change and the foundation can look the same but everybody's home and everybody's family will look different and it will and it's we should expect it to look different right and we shouldn't be ridiculing if somebody's looks different than ours and we should be praising that ours looks different um and then going you know there will be times that you'll work on you'll need to work on something that another family needs to work on something else but the beauty of it is that all our homes are beautiful and all our homes are built on this foundation that can withstand anything that comes against us yeah so cool i love that okay so let's talk a little bit about having a home-centered family because you were talking about that quite a lot in the podcast that i was listening to of yours yesterday and this morning because I'm just so excited about all this content so tell me what does it mean to you to have a home-centered family um yeah so I'm I focused a lot on this for my third episode like I said I um I invited Cassie Shepard to come and chat with me. She's on um, Instagram at Home Centered Learning if anybody's interested in following her she's awesome um but she and I just got on and discussed a couple of um, talks that were very much about being home centered and um, I so I guess to, first like what it means to be a home centered family um, to me is that we are putting our focus on our homes and our families and our experiences more than anything else 
And that includes our faith. Um, I, I don't ever want to say, oh, focus on your family and forget God either, because he is totally part of our homes and he is totally part of all of the things that we are doing every day. Um, but sometimes we can get so caught up in, you know, the checklist or our calendars or our sports or our entertainment that we go, oh, uh, is my goal to get all these things done or is my goal to help bless the lives of the people in my home? And is my goal to be able to focus on and be so knowledgeable of each person in my home that I am aware of what's going on and I am um, actually know them, like I'm actually having time to connect with them every day instead of just um, the passive conversations, right? That happen, the logistical conversations that we all have and we have to have to run a house, but can we make it more? Can we, can we just take time to stop and think and say, huh, what could I do to actually build this person that I'm supposed to be raising instead of just building the schedule that they have to follow? <laughs> so more like instead of just the business of home, you're really getting into the heart of the home. Yes. Yes. Love it. Exactly. Exactly. That's so awesome. Okay. So how do we recognize if we have a home-centered family? <laughs> Right. Well, and I will say no guilt, no guilt at all, because we all ebb and flow, right? Like it is completely, you're never going to be perfect at it, right? Um, but those are the kinds of things that I want to talk about in the podcast and that I try to talk about in Deliberate Family is, is those things to just prompt you to think and prompt you to go, oh, how is this going in my home? How is this going in my family? Um, one, one pattern that I talk about in my first episode on the podcast is the three A's, um, to align or to be aware, to align and to act. And, um, this idea of taking time to be aware of what is going on in your home. And then that takes a lot of humility sometimes, right? It takes a lot of humility to stop and go, Ooh, something I'm doing isn't quite right or something I'm doing isn't quite matching up to what I want it to look like, you know? And so having the humility to change, but to be aware of each person, like I'll try to sit down at least once a week, sometimes it every other week, but, um, and really write down, like, how is this child doing? How is my relationship with this child? How is my relationship with heavenly father? How is my relationship going with my husband? what are the things where what are things that are going well and what are things that can be improved and then um and then to make a plan that's the alignment part is to make a plan and to recognize that making a plan is just setting you up for success and i think sometimes we'll miss that step because we're just so busy right it's just like oh i just got to get this 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 done all the time so it's stopping and taking time i've really felt a blessing come on our home when I take time to be still and to really write down what I want. Um, and especially I think as women, sometimes we're so good at putting everybody else's needs before ours that we forget to ask ourselves, what do we really want? And sometimes we live our lives just living up to other people's expectations and we 
miss out on things because we forgot to ask ourselves, what do I want? What do I want to see happen? And then I just love this, that part of this is, um, you know, aligning ourselves with God and saying, okay, Heavenly Father, I really want this to happen. Can you show me how to make that happen? Can you show me what that looks like? Can you show me how to get there? And then you take action and you just do it. You just start moving. You start moving forward. You you have counsels with your family members. You have counsels with Heavenly Father. You um, move forward with faith. You take that step of faith. I mean, I'll I'll tell you, I didn't want to move back to Utah. <laughs> I was very like, are you kidding me? You know, and I mean, we love Utah. We love all parts of the United States, but I, I just had in my head a whole different idea. And um, then I realized it was going to take some faith for me to do that. And I did it. And every step of the way, he was helping me to move forward and to like make things happen so that I could do what he wanted me to do. Um, but it's that action that goes along with the planning, right? Like you have to start doing something or else, I mean, you can't get anything That's done, point, you know? Right. 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 Exactly. Cause sometimes we're like waiting for the answer or waiting. Okay. Well, what should I, what should I do? Just tell me what to do and then I'll do it. But that's not always how Heavenly Father works. Like God tells us will al help align us where we need to be, but then we have to like actually move forward. He's not going to take that agency away from us. And that's the beautiful thing. Um, but we got to keep on going and never give up. Um, and so when it comes to being home centered, like that's, that's a pattern that we follow often in our home, like my husband and I, and we're trying to teach it to our kids in their smaller little things. Um, but being able to make sure that our home is off is always at the front of our mind. And when it's not being willing to adjust to make those things happen. Sometimes taking those actions is really scary or really hard too. So scary, right? <laughs> it's so tough. It is. It is. And then you run into things like kids who are not on the same page or, you know, I mean, I, not to give bad rep to teenagers, <laughs> but teenagers often have their own opinions, right? And we often talk to our kids about, you know, okay, I want it this way and you want it this way. We're on the same team. How can we meet in the middle? Right. How can we make our goals align a little bit better and then let's go that direction. And then if it doesn't work out, that's OK. We'll stop and we'll readjust and we'll start again. You know, um, and I think that's what life is all about. Right. That and the home is the perfect practicing place for that. And that's why we need to not let everything else come first, but make our homes come first, because we've been giving these homes and families to practice these skills and to practice how to do prioritize and how to make the best things most important. And it's sometimes really hard to do that and to make those things come first because they're not always very fun. <laughs> and it's, uh, I mean, and there's so many wonderful and beautiful and joyous parts that I love about my family, but getting into that nitty gritty sometimes is, man, you just, want to put it off if you can sometimes right. but I love how you just want to jump right in and just start that action because it does feel so good and who knows how you're rescuing one of your kids by doing that and acting on those those thoughts that you're having I love that 
Well, okay, we better tell everybody where they can find you so they can listen to these amazing episodes and see all the things you're writing on your blog. You can find the podcast on um, most podcast apps, um, Apple, Google, Anchor, and Spotify all have the Deliberate Family podcast. I am on Instagram at Deliberate Family and I have a website, deliberatefamily.com. On my website, you can sign up for the Deliberate Family newsletter. And if you are on that newsletter, then you'll have updated episode notifications and you will also get upcoming announcements of things that I'm doing for Deliberate Family, as well as a monthly newsletter to just inspire you to do something more with your family that month. Which I am so happy that I am subscribed to that because that is how I got the early listen for your podcast that you put out. I wouldn't even realize that you had a podcast coming out if I hadn't been part of that newsletter. So I'm, I can highly recommend so many wonderful things that you've taught me on there. You had that wonderful marriage email course that we listened to last time that you were on and can't say enough about the great content that comes from that. So it's totally worth a subscribe. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad that it's reaching you. Yes. As a personal <laughs> subscriber, I love it. So I think it's really awesome. Yeah. So, okay. What else? Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we close up? Yeah. Like I said, we're, um, I'm already super excited about the next podcast episode that's coming and it'll be about revelation and I'm hoping to have it launched by October 15th. And then something else I have coming up is I am launching a, um, or I'm, I'm putting out a course to have a deliberate family Christmas this year. Um, the idea is this course will help you, um, plan your Christmas before Christmas even comes so that you can actually enjoy the magic of Christmas. So it'll be called the deliberate family or your deliberate family Christmas inviting Christ, increasing the magic and eliminating chaos. So I'm really, really excited about it. And I will be announcing more about it and um, having it available later this month before November 1st, it will be um, starting November 1st. So we will be advertising before November 1st, probably the end of October. Awesome. Can't wait. I love into just those Christmases that are a little more intentional. We try to have a family council at the beginning of our Christmas season every year. So we get everybody's opinions about what are the most important to hit because we just can't get everything in that we want to do. So I think right. that's awesome. yep, that's totally part of this course is to help prompt people to do all the planning that you're going to do anyway, but to do it before December 1st. Yes. So that once December 1st hits, you are just like, I can just, I know my plan. I know the expectations. I have my um, backup plans and I can just enjoy the magic and I can enjoy the season instead of feeling like I'm always in a rush and the chaos is all consuming, right? So, yes. Yes. <laughs> Because we get busy enough with the extra things that pop up anyway. So it's so good to have all those other things that are most important put on the calendar before they get pushed aside by something else. Right. That's so great. I know we asked you these three helpful and happy questions last time you were on, but you may have different answers or we can just even get deeper into these things. Because if you're like me, one of our questions is 
food. And so I like every food. So it's always fun to hear what you're into right now. So three helpful, happy questions. These tie into our Helping of Happiness blog, where we talk about food and, you know, like family recipes. And we talk about family travel, which is also something I just could talk about all day long. Right. <laughs> and then it houses our podcast. And then I love to hear people's home hacks because I always am struggling to find new ways to improve my house. So, okay. Right. Or family, not just home. It can be any of the, any of the home things. So all of it. All of it. let's, uh, let's talk about your favorite food that's happening lately. Okay. Um, well, I, one, meal I've been loving lately is a, it's called a sweet potato and cauliflower curry. It's kind of, a, um, it's like an Indian curry. So if you like Indian food, then it's really, really good. Um, but the thing I also love about it is there's no meat in it. Like we try not to limit meat in our home. We eat it sometimes, but it just, our bodies just do better without the meat all the time and so this is one that we love and you can serve it on rice or quinoa and it's really really good i'm gonna have to get that recipe that sounds so good we had chicken tikka masala this week and also a mango curry so this will just kind of go with the theme my kids have just started we've introduced Indian food at NAPS they're just starting to appreciate it so it's been really fun especially if we make fresh naan they love garlic naan so right yes naan is awesome with it and yeah I definitely acquired taste so it is you have to try it a few times and try the right ones because I think sometimes we give up thinking we don't like it but you just haven't had had an <laughs> yeah, I know. My four-year-old kept saying, I like tikka mika masala. So it was cute. <laughs> That's so cute. That's so it cute. Was so fun. Okay. So let's talk about traveling. Okay. So I know I- you did that awesome backpack trip through Europe, which I think we talked about before with all your kids, which I can't even imagine doing that because we're trying to plan a trip with my husband and my two oldest kids. And I can't even factor in the little kid part of it. I can't imagine how we get that all to work. Well, we carried the little one on our backs. So, but the rest of them walked and I mean, I still look back and go, wow, I don't know. Like the Von Trapp family. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It was amazing. We still talk about it. Um, But we love, love, love to travel. So I have all sorts of travel things I could talk about too. We could probably have a whole podcast. Oh my gosh, me and you, we just need to have a weekend where we sit down and talk about all our trips. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, but I, one thing I thought I'd just talk about today was, um, I've always loved, loved, loved Disneyland. Like Disneyland is one of my favorite places in the world. And, um, a few years ago we were sitting down writing down like, okay, what do we want to be doing in five years? Like, what do, what are our goals and things? And one of mine that I wrote down was, I want to live by Disneyland. Like, I just want to know what it's like to live there. And then two years ago, right before COVID, it happened and we got to live by Disneyland for 18 months. And it was just like, oh, I've made it. (laughs) It was like like heaven for me going to Disneyland like multiple times a week and just coming and going as we pleased. And because we were homeschooling at the time, too. And so um, but it just also taught me like, hey, you make a goal. Yes. Make it happen, you know, anyway, so. Yeah, we love Disneyland. <laughs> love that. That's how I feel about this Europe trip. You just kept looking for it and we found these amazing deals and awesome. just, you know, we got to do it. Got to go for those dreams, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. That, awesome. That's exciting for you. When do you awesome. go? Uh, spring break. So <laughs> I know my, so my oldest daughter will be coming home from her mission in February. And then my son is a senior. And so this will be our way of squeezing in that together time before he leaves in June or whenever he's going to be going. So yeah. we have that little sweet window that we can do something with those two oldest kids. So and we promised our other kids, we'll take you guys on other trips. Don't worry, but right. I anyway, know it's so it'll hard. be neat to have that special time with them before they run away and live their lives and we can't be with them we as much as we like bring them back anymore <laughs> i know we have to find good excuses for them to want to come home like taking them on fun trips so <laughs> i like it i'll probably do the same thing <laughs> oh gosh okay and then last question do you have a home family hack for us um well one i thought of was making your bed every day I think, I, I mean, I think it just is good, more good for your soul and your mind than you really realize. And I was not a bed maker when I was younger. I was not a bed maker as I grew up, but then I got married and Ryan has awesome habit of doing it. And I like saw the light turn on, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, I feel lots better if my bed is made every day. And when I walk into the room, it just feels so good. And I'm trying to like, get my kids to feel that too, but so far not. I love that step. And I've tried really hard to keep that up, but I need to go to the next step because now I make my bed, but then I pour my laundry on it to sift through it every day. So it may all be clean, but it's still a pile and I need to figure out that next step, how to put it away. And then I can have my nice bed with it looking nice and not having a big heap of my laundry's on the floor. <laughs> Currently, it's like my bed's all nice and made, but my laundry's on. Well, the at floor. least it keeps your bed nice. So maybe right. I should just try that tactic. Maybe that's the way to go. One thing at a time, right? <laughs> just keep things at eye level. Don't look down. It'll be there funny. You go. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> everything eye level look great, and then the rest of it will come in time. Just <laughs> ignore it. Try not to trip. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Katrina. I can't wait for us to chat again. This has been so fun. Thank you. All right, we're going to move into our Spoonful of Spirit segment with Lindy Shock from Enoch Studies. Lindy, how are we doing today? Oh, we are good. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about Well of Living Water. In this Come Follow Me lesson, it is actually a very small section of it, but the imagery was so powerful powerful for me that that's what, what I chose to do all of my lessons on for this week. And I'll tell you why, why it's powerful for me. The idea of the well being continually flowing. I have a couple uh, springs that are close by to me and they just run all the time. They, and then people bring their jugs and their their water bottles and they fill up water and it's just continually running winter, summer, like all, all the time. And the visual for me is that this is what's happening with the, the Lord, with, with God, is he's sending blessings. He's sending the scripture more talks about the mysteries of God are constantly, it's a, a well of living water. 
And it's just that the only thing we need to do is bring our water jug and put it under the water and fill it up. You know, it, I love that it's always there. The only reason we're not benefiting from it is because we're not putting our water jug under there, you know? And even the, for me, when we go and get water, we take our big five gallon jugs and we take five of them and we fill them up. And then a couple of weeks later, we bring them all back and do it again. And so when we run low, then we go fill up again from the water that's constantly running. I, just the parallel of all of that just rings so true to me of, it's like radio waves. Do you, when you turn on the radio, does it bring the waves, the sound into your house? And the answer is no, the waves were always there. You were just able to tune your radio into the perfect station to be able to pick up that sound. So for me, I, I wanted to talk about what the living water was. The well of living waters in this scripture talks about the mysteries of God, but it's also the blessings. The blessings are always there. The spirit is always there. So his the spirit, he comforts, he teaches, he helps us. Um, the knowledge and truth is always there. How many times have we heard the scripture, knock and you shall receive, ask and it shall be opened unto you. And that came into new light for me with this lesson. Lesson is like, oh, knock and you shall receive is because it's there. Like it's just behind the door. All I have to do is put my water jug under the, the living waters and it's there. It wasn't a condition of if you do this, then I'll do this. It was no like, this is here. I am here. You do this because then you just catch it. It's not, it's not conditional. God giving all of this stuff to us is not conditional on us taking action. It's there. It's already there. God has already given it to us. It's already flowing. It's, it's available. We just need to catch it. Does that make sense? Like that yeah. just, that just opened everything up for me because to me, the blessing, you know, if you do this, then God will do this. And God is bound when you do what he says and all of these things. It's like, well, yeah, he's bound because it's already flowing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you just have to catch it. I love that. I feel like it's kind of like that his love is already there and already flowing. We just have to open up our own heart to let that in. And it's not like we have to go do anything grand or great, but once we open our heart, he can fill us up and that will give us the strength to take the next step. So it's really him moving with us. It's not us just keep climbing and scratching to him or to do something as he fills us up, that will empower us with what we need to do. Whatever step is going to come after that. Yeah. And, and what if you only have a teaspoon, a teaspoon, like what if you can only handle a teaspoon of living water right now, or you're don't believe that it's going to work. And so you hold out a teaspoon to just like, see if it's going to work, you know, and then it catches something and, and it's delicious and wonderful. And so then you hold out a cup and then you can get to where like us, we were bringing five, five gallon buckets, you know, to catch all of the water. I, I just love that it's there. I, it's just a cool visual for me. So that's uh, what I wanted to talk about is what is our teaspoon or our cup or our jug? What do we do to catch the water? I mean, it's a, it's a great visual, but if you can't quantify it, if you can't make it tangible to what, what it means, you know, what is that teaspoon? 
the, the truth is, is that what you do is the same answer for for everything, right? <laughs> the seminary answer, um, prayer, um, studying the scriptures, having faith, and even questioning, having questions and asking questions. If you are struggling with something, then then having the the faith to to answer that question, to ask people or ask God or, you know, go to the scriptures, even, even just being in a spiritual setting. So there, there was a talk in conference where he talks about the spirit can speak to you at church, no matter what the speaker is saying. And then he talks about the, the man who was scribbling down um, notes when, when there was a youth speaker and, and he was, scribbling stuff down and it was because the spirit was speaking to him because he had opened his heart up to to be ready for that instead of looking and being like oh it's a youth speaker they don't have anything for me you know but he was there in a spiritual setting with his heart open so that the spirit could teach him i think that's huge especially as church starts opening up and we start going to sunday school and we start going to sacrament meeting more to be in that setting let's not judge the speaker on whether they can give us value because no matter what there is value for you there because the spirit teaches even if the spirit is testifying what the speaker is saying i shared with you when i learned about adam and eve Mm -hmm. and i was sitting in a class a gospel principles class on my mission and i was like oh i know everything about adam and eve (laughs) (laughs) um but I, but I, as a missionary, I made it a practice to always pray beforehand that, I, that the spirit would be there and I would have the spirit. So luckily, despite my, my um, arrogance, I opened my heart up and, and the spirit taught me. It wasn't what the speaker was saying. The spirit taught me. So that is, I think, a huge part of, of putting your jug under the water. You're in a place where the water is naturally flowing and so just bring your jug ready to catch all of it open up your heart to to the spirit in those situations despite and and also in tandem with the lesson and who's teaching it i love that that is just making me think about general conference and we have those conferences every six months and we're listening to those, and I try to have my notebook out as much of the time as that I can to take notes. And usually I have a column of maybe direct things that they said, and then I have a column that sometimes needs to be even wider of thoughts that I have while they're speaking. And it's so interesting, a lot of the time, the thoughts that I'm having of what they're speaking about are completely different, but they're things that I really need in my life. And so I think that that's really great. I love that. And it is interesting when you go to church and some people will like, that's the greatest talk ever. And others are like, I was so bored. And I think it just <laughs> talks about how tuned in are we? How checked in are we? Are we putting out our little bucket to be filled? Or are we falling asleep? You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that yeah. that is really awesome that you're talking about that. And I, I love even that you're talking about that person that was taking notes, I find that when I try to take notes instead, and just sitting and listening is totally awesome too. I'm like, 
that there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Like that's fantastic. That's all I get to do for the last six years with the right? lab. <laughs> right. But I do find when I have just like, sometimes I'll make a note in my phone. If I don't have, sometimes I try to bring my planner in with me and then just write notes in the margins or something. And usually it's just like a sentence or two. It's not like I'm sitting there wrapped attention because I am, I'm doing kids, you know, I've got my four-year-old and sometimes my 14 year old is more distracting than all of them. Like he's whispering to me about what's going on with everybody in the chapel, you know? And I'm like, hello, listen, you know? So <laughs> It never stops, no matter when they're old enough to be able to sit still, right? I just had like a playback of me as a teenager in Sunday <laughs> or in sacrament reading. And I remember me and my brother like doing stuff and my mom going, you guys don't know how to whisper. <laughs> yes, this is a story of our life. I swear we'd like interrupt all the meetings. I don't know. Anyway, hopefully it's better with the masks. Their voices are getting a little <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to keep the masks on, even though things are opening up. The Hess family, their children still need to wear the masks. But <laughs> anyway, it, I think that it's great to take notes so that you can reflect back on that if you have the opportunity, because there's a lot of times I'll have a thought come by and I won't realize that maybe that's a prompting to do something. It'll just come through my head. But if I write it down and look back on it, or I think to look back on that, then I know that that is something that's not just one of my thoughts. That's the spirit trying to teach me something or direct me in some way to love somebody or check in with someone or, you know, take care of something in some way. So anyway. Yeah, I love, yeah, that. I love that. And I love that you talked about your conference notes where you have two columns. Um, Elder Scott gave some counsel and it was in an, it was in a video that I just happened to find and he just, and actually it was Elder Bednar quoting Elder Scott. I haven't yet <laughs> found the actual, reference, the actual um, reference, but he talks about instead of scribbling down the exact words of what the speaker is saying, he mentioned that like especially general conference and some of those things, the words are recorded very well. Yes. By yes. Somebody else. We can listen to it back. We can read it back. Yeah. We can watch it back. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. So he his suggestion and his counsel was to write down what the spirit is taught is saying to you. And that is what would That's be probably where I learned how to do that. I bet I listened to his talk and that's when I started doing <laughs> Can you find that reference? <laughs> Let me know. I know it. that he wrote a book, Peace, Happiness, and Joy, I think oh, it's called. Yeah. And I, it might be in it's there. It's in there? Oh, okay. Because yeah. Elder Bednar, it's a video. So usually if it's something written, then they have the footnote to the reference. And I didn't have that because it was a video of Elder yeah. Bednar. And so he says, Elder Scott said... And I was never able to find that reference. So. Okay. I'm going to have to look for it. <laughs> no, I love, I love studying about personal revelation. And it's something I feel like it's really important that I teach my kids. Cause it's not something that I feel like I really understood until after I was really and getting engaged is when I first really tried to figure out what that really felt like. It's when it's I was praying whether I should married. marry my husband or not, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that was way too old to be learning that lesson. I want my kids to do it when they're six. You know what I mean? Like I, I want my kids to be praying and looking for any kind of, I mean, I guess eight really Morris when they receive the actual gift of the Holy ghost and they're confirmed after baptism. But I really want my kids to be learning how to do that and whether or not they decide to put their bucket out for that water to fill them up, it's up to them. But 
I love to teach them what it feels like and how you can do it and what joy it can bring into your life and what relief and peace when you follow those things. And because there's so many times I'm kicking myself going, why didn't I do that thing that I had the prompting to do? And then the relief that I have when I did follow through with those things is just such a miracle and a blessing. So, yeah, there's even my five-year-old, she has her big number one prayer item is good dreams because she hates, 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 mm. nightmares, which don't we all, right? Yes, but, but she, I think that's such a great thing to pray about. Yeah, so I was saying the, the nightly prayers because she would come and ask me to pray and she would give me a list of things to pray about. Um, and she got a nightmare and she said, mom, why am I getting a nightmare when we prayed about it? And so then I I thought about that and prayed about it that day. And my prayer was like, Heavenly Father, what the crap? <laughs> this is my five-year-old and we're praying and we're asking for good dreams. And this is a good time for her to build her faith. And the answer that I got was you're praying. She's not. And I, and so when I told her, I said, you know, I was asking Heavenly Father why you're having bad dreams. And the answer that, that he said was that you need to be praying for it. And she goes, you talk to God. Oh my goodness. And I was like, yes, now it's your turn. And so even even that teaching moment of me saying this is the answer that I got and she was like you talk to Heavenly Father you know that's just teaching them to to hold out their bucket that that they'll even get something in their bucket if they hold it out perfect thank you so much yeah thank you well that's a wrap for this month Make sure, if you haven't already, that you go subscribe to our newsletter that comes out. We, even though we are just going to do our podcast monthly, we still have our newsletter that's going to be going out. And we have so many fun things in there in our freebie resource library that you get access to once you're part of our newsletter. You can get lots of different Halloween recipes. You'll have access to our Thanksgiving archives, which is huge. We have so much stuff in there. Our three weeks of dinner ideas breakfast ideas, chore charts, meal planning tips. I mean, there's just, it's just so, so much. Go to helpingofhappiness.com and subscribe to our newsletter there. That way we can stay in touch through email. You can see show notes to our episode and other things that we have going on. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon.